we look at money as we're chasing it, but money is actually an energy currency that's always coming towards us. And it's our own resistance in the form of bad habits or bad mental attitudes that cause these barriers. The show that talks about balancing business, babies, and all the beautiful madness that lies in between. I promise you will learn a lot, you will grow a lot, and you will laugh a lot. But most of all, I promise that you will finally see that you are made for incredible things, and I'm here to help you achieve them all. It's time to stop telling yourself that your dreams are too big and start dreaming bigger. This is the Made For More podcast. Let's do this. Okay, I'm going to let you in on my biggest business hack. Have you ever looked at the stuff I'm putting out and thought, how does she actually do all that when she runs loads of businesses and she has two kids? Well, I kind of feel like I'm cheating, but I use a platform called Kajabi and honestly, it has saved my life. Everything I do in my business is run on Kajabi. It's my course builder. I do my email marketing on there. I do my website on there. I do my webinars on there, all my landing pages. Literally every single aspect of my business is run on Kajabi and it's all in one place. So if you are a bit of a technophobe and you think I don't even know where to start, then Kajabi is the place to start. So if you want to give it a try, head over to my website, carlymyers.com forward slash my faves, or you can find the link in the link tree of my Instagram bio. I cannot recommend it enough. And if you want to have a business that makes it look like you've got it all going on, but you actually have no idea, then Kajabi is the best fit for you. I just know you're going to love it as much as I do. Enjoy. Ah, hello everybody. I am so excited for this episode today. Today, I've got one of my favorite people in the whole entire world here, even though we've still not yet met each other in person, which is absolutely ridiculous. We've been working together now for over a year and we still haven't met in person, but one of my favorite people in the world. And I know that you're going to be so excited about this episode as well, because you guys love having her on the on the show. You guys love going to the, to the workshops and all things Michelle Hillier. How you doing, babe? I'm so good. I just waved at the camera. I love that. I love podcasting because you get to talk, but I also get to see your face. So oh, it's, it's a good, good day. It's good. This takes me right back. Do you know, it's about a year since our first episode and that's where everything began. Yeah. Unsuspecting. Had no idea what was going to happen, but just had so much fun. And, and here we go. I know. That's the beauty of podcasting as well, isn't it? You can, I I love like the people that podcasting helps you meet. You meet all these amazing people and you connect with all these incredible people. And then from that interaction, so many other things spark from it as well. Um, And that was definitely the case for us. So today we're going to be talking about all things money, magnetism, just bringing money into our life. Because I know that I speak to so many people and one of the biggest things that really stresses them out in their life and their business and, you know, things that are are really kind of holding them back is the financial side of stuff. And just feeling like no matter how hard they work, they always feel like they're hitting a wall. And, you know, that was definitely true for me for a long time. I was working, 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 working and just hitting a ceiling. And I was thinking, am I ever going to break through this ceiling? Or, you know, am I ever going to kind of get to the next point? And it's only when I look back now that I realized that there were some huge 
blindingly obvious now things that I was doing, but I just had no idea about my kind of like financial thermostat and, you know, things that were going on in my money mindset. Um, So that's what we wanted to talk about today, isn't it? Just share all of those things so we can help you all go to that next level. Absolutely. And it's this week is the Lunar New Year. So a lot of people, you know, I'm half enemies. So we're very much in sync with thinking about our wealth dynamic for the rest of the year. So it's really good timing. Totally. And the thing is, like, some people get really funny talking about money, especially women, which drives me crazy. You know, if you ever, I I hear so many times someone will say, um, you know, I'm going to do this workshop or a shop or I'm going to do this and, you know, I'm not going to charge for it or like I'm, I'm only going to charge a little bit for it. And, you know, I'm not worried about money. And I had a conversation with someone the other day and she literally had a full apologetic rant about the fact that she was telling me she needed more money. And she was like, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want a lot. I just need a bit more. And I was like, babe, it is fine if you want more money, like own that. I want loads of money. I want to be wildly wealthy. Um, And I think we need to get better at having these conversations, don't we? When we say, I am worthy of having incredible wealth. And I'm also worthy of it coming effortlessly to to me. Doesn't always need to be a struggle, does it? It doesn't. And, you know, I think a lot of people look at money as kind of like pieces of a pie and there's only so much pie. So they only want to take a certain sliver or slice because they feel if they take a bigger sliver or slice, they're taking from somebody else. But that's just not the case. There is enough for everyone. And at the end of the day, I really want to break free of the idea that money is whatever people think money is. Money is tied to who they are as people. Money is tied to what kind of life they think that they can have. Money is tied to happiness in a certain way. But if you look at like the OG money manifestation books, or if you look at like Think and Grow Rich, right? Which is Napoleon Hill is probably one of the first ones. I think it was written in 37. He doesn't talk about money as far as, you know, dollars in the bank. He talks about as this is healthy, you know, mindset. This is healthy body. This is joy. This is being able to do what you love. And so I want to change the conversation around just whatever bank notes you have in your pocket or in your bank account to how do we bring in the kind of wealth that's going to give us the life that we want most? Because at the end of the day, that's what we want. We don't want money, right? We want to have a house that feels good to us. We don't care about a fancy car. We want whatever that may be tied to. We want to go fast or whatever it may be. So Let's change up the conversation a bit, Carly. Let's shake it up a bit. Okay, let's let's shake it up. So I want to, I mean, I'm, I'm going to ask you so many questions because so many things that I feel like I really, really want to unpack. But where do you feel like, like what, where do you feel like most people are going wrong? Like, why do you feel like most people are, or so many people are just stuck in this cycle doing the same thing every single year? I always look at the new year as, you know, such a, a kind of pivotal point where I look back at what's happened over the last year. And for so long, a year would go and I'd think I am in the exact same position. I always thought like when I would come to buy my my family their Christmas gifts and I was still buying them these like crap gifts. And I was like, I just want to spend loads of money on them. And it's not money, but I just wanted to really show them like and do all these amazing gestures and have these experiences. And every year was coming around and I still couldn't afford it. And that feeling of like, oh God, why am I still in this position? Why do you think people keep finding themselves in that position? It's such a good question. First, to everybody listening, understand that we could talk about this for a thousand hours and we'd still have information to dissect on it. So we're just going to dip our toes in today. But I really want to just bring to everyone's attention how much resistance people have when it comes to money. So money, as we stated earlier, is just energy, just like anything else. It's just energy. It flows in and out of your life. And 
your availability to letting more energy into your life is going to be the same as you letting more money into your life. And a lot of people have resistance. They think they want the money. They think they want the wealth, but then they have all these stories that they start to build up in their life that creates these little barriers. So maybe money is already flowing to them because as you mentioned earlier, this is about magnetism. We look at money as we're chasing it, but money is actually an energy currency that's always coming towards us. And it's our own resistance in the form of bad habits or bad mental attitudes that cause these barriers of this money coming towards us. So resistance comes in a lot of ways. Even just saying, so the story that you just gave, let's say that you know November runs, rolls around. So I'm in the United States. We have Thanksgiving. I know you guys don't do that in the UK, but around this time, this is when people start really thinking about presents. And if every year you come to a place where you don't have as much as you want to spend, you kind of shift into this programming of it's November, it's Thanksgiving. I'm going to struggle for, for cash for my family. It sets in automatically because we don't have the capacity to create new stories without a little bit of effort, but old stories, you know, it's like a TV show or movie you've seen a million times. You can play it a thousand times in your head. No problem. We do that with our stories. So that's, that's the first thing. The second thing is once the money does start coming in for some people, they have this feeling of, am I actually worthy to receive? And then we, we close ourselves off to receiving. Those are two of the biggest things is we run programs that just don't serve us because we're used to it and we're not willing to receive because of our own self-worth. It's so true. And I think like sometimes actually struggling for money becomes the comfortable place to be in. You know, like when you're working so hard and you're struggling for money and you're like, you're chasing, 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 that actually becomes the comfortable place because that's what you're so so used to. And when it does start to flow, I know that lots of people can go into panic mode almost and think, well, if it's flowing to me now, I'm going to lose it in some way. Or I definitely had this when I really started to start, started to like earn more money and get into a good financial place. What I felt like was that the kind of narrative that I kept telling myself was that I'm not good with money because previously up until that point, I'd got myself in loads of debt and I'd spent, you know, frivolously and I'd done stupid things with my money and I'd got myself into trouble because of the way that I was spending my money. And that was the kind of narrative that I kept telling myself. So when when I was then earning a lot more money, but also spending every single penny that I had, once I started unpacking it, I realized it's because I thought that I couldn't be trusted with money and I was just getting rid of it as soon as possible. That's deep, deep. (laughs) That is deep. And I appreciate you sharing that with people because I guarantee you there's going to be so many people who are like, holy crap, that's me too. Mm -hmm. And also, I mean, it is actually human nature to just spend what we're given. Unless you were someone who is highly frugal or taught to be frugal or taught to budget. It's like when you go to, let's say you go to a buffet and you fill up a plate of food, you will eat everything on that plate. If you get a smaller plate, you'll eat everything on that plate, but you just, you eat. Okay. Carly, by the way, Carly knows I will always bring it back to food. Everything always comes back to food, but basically we eat whatever's on our plate. You put a small portion, we'd eat it and we'd be full. You give us a huge portion, we'll eat it and we'll be stuffed, but we'll be full. Mm-hmm. We we tend to just use it all up. So then it kind of comes to how do you want to think about your money? Not just as far as, so a lot of people listening are probably in a place where when money comes in, the first thing they do is they think about what bill do I have to pay, right? 
So that's one really easy, quick shift you can make with your energy is to start creating a fund that is just for you. It's your pay Carly first fund or pay Michelle first fund. Even if it's just $1, you can start to energetically shift the way that money comes into your life because it's no longer money kind of flowing through you to immediately go to bills, but it's money flowing to you to hold on to and then to make the conscious decision to do whatever you want with it. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I remember actually, I heard that. I read the book, um, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. And um, I remember they talked about having like a play fund. And so you put a certain amount of money in there and you could literally do whatever you want with that. And that really helps me because it allowed me to be really reckless with my money from that fund. So I could still like scratch that itch of being like, sorry, I'm just going to spend all my money. But actually I wasn't spending all my money. I was just spending all my allocated money because there is some like, I don't know if anyone else is the same, but for me, there's that itch that needs to be scratched that just feels a bit free for a minute. You know, like when you're living um, at a place where for you get paid and then you basically spend your whole paycheck and then for the rest of the, you know, the last three weeks of the month, you're counting every penny. That feeling of when you can just get paid and be like, ah, fuck it, I'm just going to spend my money. <laughs> That's such a freeing feeling. And I think that was the feeling that I used to keep chasing. So when I could do that just with that play fund, um, that that massively helped. I've just remembered, you know, I've just remembered a uh, a subconscious um, act of getting rid of my money, all of my money. Um, and I thought I'd share this just in case someone's thinking, well, I don't do that. I don't spend all of my money. Sometimes you've got to be careful of the, of the subconscious ways that you do it as well. And you're not really sure. So I um, was working for this guy and I ended up getting like a, a five grand bonus. I got a five grand bonus. For me, that was massive at the time. I was living in London. And I was like, oh my God, literally felt like I'd won the lottery. And I got this five grand bonus. And I, first of all, I treated loads of my friends. I was buying my friends loads of stuff because I just wanted to treat them. And, you know, I gave my other friend loads of money and blah, blah, blah. But so that's like an obvious way of spending the money. But a subconscious way that I didn't realize was I got four parking tickets of like 120 pounds each. So I literally spent like, what's that? 480 pounds on parking tickets as soon as I got that, that, um, that thing. So that was like a subconscious, you know, yes. act within me, deep within me that was responding in that way. Yes. But that's, that's what we do with our programs, whatever we're running. Yeah. It's happening at the subconscious level or unconscious level. It's not it's so far out of our awareness. We don't even realize that we're doing it. But the good news is, is that when you actually start to reprogram yourself to having positive unconscious behaviors, they work in your benefit. That's when mm -hmm. people say, I woke up to more money in the bank, or I woke up to checks or my clients, they started coming to me. So the bad news is a lot of us have programming and limiting beliefs and things and habits that are negative. And that also means that we can shift it and make it all positive too. So, mm -hmm. I mean, not all positive, but we can shift the scale and, you know, in the positive direction. Yeah, totally. So one thing that I think always is a really good indicator to see where you're at with your kind of money mindset is actually listening to the language that you use, the words you use. So what are some kind of phrases or words that you might say that would be a little bit of a red flag to be like, oh, we need to do a little bit of work there. Like, you know, there's some limiting beliefs around finances there, or there's, there's something going on there. What are the kind of red flag phrases? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many, but I would think, and just looking at the conversations people have is just listening to 
their relationship with money, is that relationship outside of their control or are they taking responsibility for what's happening, right? So things like my business is really slow right now because of COVID. Now, I know that a lot of people might just get triggered by what I just said because they're like, COVID has made things really hard. And yes, they have. And I am not denying that whatsoever, but that is also outside of our control. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it then becomes what responsibility do I have? Okay, so I need to make more phone calls. I need to be on social media more. I need to up my game, you know, and then you have to take just full responsibility for what's going on. So it's okay to have that initial gut punch of crap. Things are really hard right now because of what's happening around me. And now here's what I'm going to do about it. So if I see somebody who, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this with so much love, the majority of people are citing things outside of their control all the time when they're talking about their finances, all the time. But when I do catch that person who says, uh, you know what, I just came up short this month because I didn't put myself out there, I can see that there are already a hundred steps in front of the person who may be making some money right now because they're like, okay, what am I going to do about it? So that's really the biggest one. It is so true. The responsibility piece is massive. And this even happened to me recently. Like me and Kurt got this massive bill that we just weren't expecting. We were like, ooh, we did not prepare for that. (laughs) And then we were chatting about it. And I got that feeling of like old school Carly of just being like, you know, what, what, what we're going to do, what we're going to pay for, how we're going to pay for this. And then I literally just had a moment and I was like, well, get up and do something about it. So I literally got up, went into my office, Kurt came downstairs and was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm working because we've got a bill to pay and I need to figure out how to, how we're going to do it. And so, but that's it, isn't it? You can't actually just sit there and go into a hole of like, what are we going to do? This is terrible. But you just got to actually make it, you got to do something about it. And you know, as soon as you do as well, you feel so much better. As soon as you actually take action, like Literally 20 minutes into working, I was like, I know how we're going to do this. This is no problem. We've got this. We're going to be fine. Oh, yeah. Activity fuels everything. Well, activity, yes. Um, there's a saying, they said Picasso said it, but who knows? But it's inspiration will find you, but it'll only find you working. Mm-hmm. So, so it's true. like when you start to put one foot instead of in front of the other. But I also think... Um, so that's amazing that you did that. And you, I mean, you're scrappy. You always know how to get it done. For people who feel a little bit stuck and they're not yet taking those steps, a really fun just mental exercise to do is think of at least 20 different ways you can pay that bill. You can even make it as fun as you want. But when you start to realize and you start to open up your vision to what's possible. So let's say the bill is just to make life easy, $1,000 and you charge $1,000 an hour for consulting. Okay, I just need one hour of consulting. Or um, you can do an ebook and you can sell it for $10. I need to send, you know, sell 100 ebooks. And then you can start to get fun with it. You know, I just, I get a scratcher. That's worth $1,000. Do you guys do scratchers in the UK? Like a I get scratcher. now that you're saying a scratch card, but a scratcher is like a whole different thing. Like for a second, I was thinking this is some kind of service that you offer, some kind of scratching service. And I was like, this is weird. You're a weird a woman, Michelle. So uh, for $500 an hour, for two hours, I will scratch your back. Do you know what though? Yeah, I would do that. Oh my God. If it was like popping spots on a back though, I would 100% do that. That is That is a great pastime. It's a TV show in in the US. It's just all about that. So clearly you have a demographic. Oh Oh my God, there's something in it, you know. Don't tempt me. You know what my business mind goes like? I I end up on on a tangent. I'm like, Michelle, I've got an idea. (laughs) (laughs) I've got, this is how we're going to make millions. No, so I mean, just doing this activity 
And, and I would always say, don't do it sitting at a computer, but stand up, go for a walk, go outside and be like, these are the different ways. And the more you do that, the more you actually open up your awareness to what's possible and you lower your resistance. Have you ever listened to this or any other podcast and thought, I feel like I could do that? Well, the truth is you 100% can and you totally should. And I'm here to show you how. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking, I just have no idea where to start. Or maybe the technical stuff totally freaks you out. Or maybe you're thinking, I actually don't know whether anyone other than my mum would listen to my podcast. Believe me, I feel you. That is exactly why I put off starting my podcast for two years. But now it is the best thing I've ever done. So I want to show you how to get limitless listeners every single month. I want to show you how to do it in a hassle-free tech way. And I want to show you how you can actually make a profit from your podcast as well. So if you want to know all about these things and you are ready to launch your podcast, then head over to carlymyers.com forward slash free podcast training. I've got a 30 minute training for you and it's going to show you how to do all of those things because we need to hear your voice. I can't wait to see you there. Bye. The key to raising your financial thermostat is always lowering your resistance to money, always like to money coming in. And there's so many ways that you can do that. Just so many fun ways too. It doesn't have to be all hard work. Yeah, there really is. And that's like, that's the difference, isn't it really? Of realizing that actually earning more money doesn't mean hustling more always. A lot of the time it's actually doing less. And me and you even had this conversation yesterday where I was like, I think I need to actually do less. I need to like actually scale things back a bit and like create space. And sometimes, yeah, actually not hustling so much is, is the answer to all of it. Just going back to the language thing a sec, like one thing that I, I always remember when I was working in a, um, I was working for a luxury cruise, not cruise, yacht company. And I was just like standing on on there. Sounds impressive, but basically they just hired like dancers to stand on the yacht and like (laughs) dress the yacht. I just got really carried away in my job role and started like, you know, telling them all about the yacht. And I was like, well, this is Fendi. The whole yacht was Fendi. It was amazing. Um, But the people would get on to that. These people would come and look at the yachts and they would get on. And probably 70% of people that got on said, oh, this would be nice when I win the lottery. And I just really remember that that phrase. You know, there were some people that got on that were like, that that didn't say that kind of thing. And they were just genuinely talking about how it was possible that they were going to get this, this yacht. And then so many people got on and said, oh yeah, when I win the lottery. Um, and I just really realized that that's a, a massive insight into someone's thinking, into thinking that the only way I'm going to get money is a random miracle happens and I I win the lottery. I can't possibly generate that money myself. And I always think that that a phrase like that is always quite an indicator. That is fun. And the people who say I could never, I could never afford something like this. Like they don't even believe that winning the lottery is even possible. Or how the other half live. That's like a, I hate that one. Cause I just think you just literally put yourself in a box and shut the lid like that lid is nailed shut and you just said that's for other people that couldn't possibly be for me yes so okay I'm not going to go far off this tangent but TikTok so you know I'm big on like going on Mm -hmm. TikTok 
And I've been seeing this so much in the comments of really successful women. So there's one creator in particular. She's phenomenal. Um, I hope she doesn't mind. I'm going to mention her name. Her name is LAX to Luxury. Her name is Michelle. She's fantastic creator. But you look in her comment section, she's wildly successful woman in her own right. And she flies around the world business class. And people in her comment sections are like, you must have a rich daddy or you must have a super oh, yeah. like... You're, it's nice that your husband pays for you. To, and she does this all on her own, right? She is phenomenal. And it really gives me insight to what people believe. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, society doesn't allow, and I know that the majority of the people who listen to your podcast are women, so I'm going to go this way. They don't allow for women to necessarily just be successful in their own right. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we make ourselves small to fit into the society that's built around us rather than deal with haters because who wants to deal with the haters, you know? So true. I see that so much of people saying that they they must have a rich a rich daddy. And I actually felt that, you know, when I first got my, um, my white Mercedes, got this big, like four by four white Mercedes, like it's a really like sexy car. It was a big car. And, um, I actually felt like myself. I remember being at the, at the petrol station and I was filling up and like this guy was looking at me and I, my instant thought was, I bet he thinks that this is my husband's car. And I don't know why that like thought just popped up. Um, and I don't really know what that means really, but basically I just, it really highlighted to me that that still is kind of ingrained in us that, it, you know, a woman in her own right couldn't possibly be successful. It has to have been our partner. Yeah. Mm, it's an interesting, interesting point. But that's a really good place for us to all start. So anybody who's sitting in a place right now where they're trying to dissect, like, what's really going on in my life? How comfortable are you just saying, this is me? I'm wildly successful. This is the money that I earn. And this is who I am. And be willing to, because a lot of people make themselves small because they're not ready and willing to deal with the haters. And I hate to break it to anybody listening, but that's just what happens when you become successful. You know, it doesn't have to be negative, but it, you know, people see you when you elevate yourself. They call it in Australia, the tall poppy syndrome, like the tall poppy, the successful, you know, one poking up above the other flowers, people try and chop it down. Mm-hmm. You just have to become resilient and just say, you know what, that's your interesting point of view and cool. Totally. Can you talk about that? Um, oh, you've got a phrase. It's a really good phrase. It's a very articulate phrase that explains it. But you know when like you're trying to attract something and actually you don't want to, it's secondary something. You actually don't want to attract oh, it yeah. because of the result of it. Can you talk to me yeah. about that again? Yeah. So in neurolinguistic programming, it's called secondary gain. Yes. That. And, and basically, there's this underlying belief system that can keep you from getting what you want because, so I'll give you an example. Um, let's say that you are the luckiest woman in the entire world and you were told you're the luckiest woman in the entire world. And then if you went out and bought a lottery, what do you call it? A scratch ticket? What do you call it? <laughs> a scratch card, scratch not card. a scratcher. If you were told, if you went out right now and got a scratch card, um, you'd win a million dollars. You might be walking there, but you find yourself deciding, I'm not going to go. And you may not know why, but there's this program underneath that's like, if I win a million dollars, all my exes are going to try and find me, or I'm going to have family members come out the woodwork, or I'm not going to know how to pay taxes on this, or you may talk yourself out of a really good you know, situation because the secondary gain of not winning it is you don't have to deal with, quote unquote, deal with 
what could possibly come along with it. So you self-sabotage. This happens all the time. All the time, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disclose a very personal story here, right? So this, this has happened to me this week. So Michelle, do you remember a couple of months ago, I sent you that picture of that house that I was going to win? What did you do? Oh, yes. Do you remember? And I was like, the Amaze House, house, right? So I've actually told people about this. I've told people that I'm going to win that Amaze House in Ascot. It's this beautiful 3.5 million pound white house in Ascot. I don't know what it was. Whenever I, when I saw it, something just stuck and I was like, that is my house. I'm going to win that house. So I've been visualizing it really intensely, literally for the last few months, right? And I have never got into a state of visualization like it. I can smell it. I can hear the sounds in it. I can like, I am so there. And genuinely, I genuinely believe that I was going to win that house. Like I was fully fully, fully convinced. I'd even like got my phone ready and everything when they were, when they were going to call. Anyway, we didn't, we didn't win the house. Um, but I was thinking about it today and I literally just had a light bulb moment and I just, everything just made total sense to me. And I know that I kept having this thought when I was visualizing, I also kept having this thought and I was thinking if I win that house, that's going to veto all of my success. And people will only think I'm successful because I won that house, even though right now I'm working my ass off. I've got loads of things in place. I've got, you know, I'm great at what I do and I know that I'm going to be massively successful. When I still carry on doing all of those things, people will say it's because you won that house. And that feeling felt really uncomfortable to me. And I felt like, I don't want that. I don't want people to think, you know, it's just she's only successful because she got that. And yeah. And I had a little moment, a little brainwave today. <gasps> it's big. That was your house, girl. <laughs> that was my house and I sabotaged it. And we drove through Ascot today and I was thinking, I, I fucked that up. Sorry about my language, but but it's just, it, it, became, it made me really aware of that subconscious thought. And those are the powerful thoughts. That, that book, The Missing Secret, which I've spoken about so much before, that's what it talks about. It's actually not about the act of visualizing and the thing that you're doing. It's actually the subconscious thought that you're not always aware of. And that is actually the thing that blocks it. I do trust that everything happens for a reason and the universe has a bigger plan for me. But um, Oh, yeah. I well, thought I was it's moving funny. to Ascot this weekend. <laughs> and, and maybe you still will be at some point, mm-hmm. you know. But if you look at that, so that's a really good example. If you look at Facebook, so everybody gets retargeted. When I looked at that, even though I'm not in the UK, I started getting retargeted for it. And looking at the comment section, it's like, well, how am I going to pay taxes on that? Or, oh my God, the man, comments like, were so you, interesting. They were so negative. And I'm like, wait a second, this is an organization raising money for charity, my friends. And so that's really a good indicator of, so here's a question that you ask yourself. If you think about something you really, really want, here are the questions that you ask yourself. What happens if I get it? And then you write down all the answers. What happens if I don't get it? And then you write down the answers. And then you ask yourself the question, what bad things happen if I get it? And even though maybe it's not necessarily bad, it'll kind of pull up to the surface, whatever secondary gain belief you have, you know, so that you can work through it. Because now, you know, Carly, if you knew this ahead of time, and don't worry, your house is still on your way, uh, its way, you could have said, okay, well, what else could it mean? So yeah, maybe people would think about you. And what else could it mean? 
So let's work through it now with you right now. Okay. So let's say, let's say that you have this um, amazing house that is dropped in your lap, whatever, which way it did. And, and people start talking about you. It's like, oh yeah, well, that's Carly. She's successful because she won this house. What can you do about it? There's nothing I can do about it, but I would just feel like one of my biggest values is hard work and yeah, and work ethic. And I, I think it would really frustrate me for people to think that I'd just been lucky when actually I do work really, really hard. I know it doesn't really matter what people think, but you know, it just, it actually does. If you're really honest with yourself, it does. And I want to be respected for the work that I do. So then ask yourself, does that person's opinion matter? Like, yeah, no, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. doesn't. Like, when you think about it, it really, really doesn't. But then there is still that little bit in you that's like, yeah. but I want to be recognized for the work that I do. <laughs> I want people to say, wow, you worked your ass off for that. You so deserve that. You know? Yeah. It looks like, I think this is something you're going to have a homework assignment, Carly. You and I are going to have a homework assignment surrounding this because um, we have this saying, and this was told to me probably a decade ago. And it's my favorite saying is what other people think of me is none of my business. Mm-hmm. It's and so it's true. kind of a, it's a backwards way of saying like the people who you actually give a crap about, they would never say that. The people you know who funny? you care about would never do that. And in with every other, like with so many other areas of life, I'm rock solid on that. I mean, like, hello, I've got a network marketing business. <laughs> you have to get really good yeah. at not caring what people think. Like I have nailed that one, but sometimes like for, you know, for, for me, money and, you know, for so many people, money can just bring up stuff and it's like a another subconscious layer. So this is why we wanted to deep dive into this because what we're saying here is like, I've been doing the work on money mindset for so long, a really, really long time. Michelle is a neuro-linguistic programmer. She is like epic when it comes to rewiring the brain, but this is like consistent work, isn't it? And this yeah. is why it's so important that you figure out the, um, the, exercises to get through it. Because for me, if I hadn't done the work on my money mindset, I couldn't have identified that I was blocking myself in that situation. So I would have kept trying to manifest stuff and kept saying, this is what I want. This is what it's going to be like. And not ever achieving or getting what I'm, you know, what I'm trying to achieve because I'm not aware of that subconscious thought. And so that's why this is such a powerful exercise because it just really helps you tune in and think, wow, that is a habit. I had no idea that I was doing, but it is fully getting in the way of my success. You need to change the story about what winning that house could mean. So yes, for some people, it means that you didn't work for it. For other people, they're going to look at you and be like, she created some magical luck right there. Like this woman has created something special. You know what? I actually wrote a, um, you're all going to think I'm absolute nutcase, but I wrote a uh, uh, an Evernote the day before, and it was a podcast episode and it's titled, entitled how I, um, manifested a three and a half million pound house. And I wrote out the entire episode of how I manifested it because I am going to share that episode at one point because I know it's going to come to me in some way, but what I feel like is maybe I've manifested it and I'm going to end up buying that house at some point. Do you know what I mean? Or whatever it is, however it happens. I know that house is coming to me in some way, but, um, but yeah, 
it's been it's been an interesting exercise, interesting exercise. But I just think it's such a powerful um, subject to unpack. And this is why we have a two hour workshop on it, isn't it? We have a two yeah. hour workshop coming up and it is so juicy. So Michelle, tell us about, tell us all about it. So the reason why, you know, when you and I were talking at the beginning of the year about what workshops we wanted to offer and time and time again, we get asked the question, like, how do I change my wealth dynamic? How do I raise my financial ceiling? How do I bring more money into my life? How do I consider, you know, start considering myself someone who makes money versus somebody who doesn't have money? Like, how do I shift that story? So um, this workshop that we're doing on February 20th, it's going to be at 4 p.m. BST or what's the other way that you call it? UK time. (laughs) UK time or 8 a.m. CST. We're going to go through the reasons why most people are stuck financially and what you can do about it. So we're actually going to dive in deep. And I have to say that this is not for somebody who's not willing to put in the work. This is not for somebody who isn't willing to take a good hard look in the mirror at what they have been doing and, you know, just kind of take responsibility. As we mentioned earlier, for whatever financial situation is going on, you cannot change the past. But one of the things that you and I are so passionate about is your past, your biography has absolutely nothing to do with what's capable in the future, what you're capable of in the future. So we're really here to just give you a full on money reset so that you can just absolutely charge through the rest of 2022. Our goal for this workshop is to help you make this the most successful year you have ever had. Mm-hmm. And that's actually how I like, I feel in my bones. And I know that a lot of people are like, that's a little woo-woo. Um, but I've I've never set out to do something that I haven't been able to make happen. And, and I know it's because I believe it's to be true. So mm-hmm. if you're somebody who's not yet willing to believe it's true or need some help, then this is a workshop for you. We're going to help get you into the place so that you just, yeah, you stop chasing, you start attracting. So, so true. This is a woo-woo audience, by the way. You don't need to worry about the woo-woo. Exactly. Everyone's, everyone's on the woo-woo got, spectrum in some way. <laughs> I've got so much woo. I've got so much woo. I can say this and, and I hope that this doesn't um, turn anybody off in the audience, but I want to help teach you what I've been able to use to manifest the most insane things. Like, you know that I've won trips before, right? I've won four trips in my lifetime. And these are like business class flights, penthouse suite hotels, limo service, like all the nine. And I know that that's just not random. It's not random. Mm -hmm. There's just no way that it could be. Yeah, hundred percent. I've also get manifested there. so much stuff as well, and it's 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 so powerful when you get into it. And it was all a complete mystery for me for so long. Um, so what me and Michelle do are actually like it's a really interesting dynamic because I am here to tell you all of my personal stories to shed <laughs> light on some things so that you go, oh my god, I think I do that too. And then Michelle is here to rewire all of that stuff. <laughs> It's a powerful combo. <laughs> I'm here to yeah, share all of the mistakes that I've made over the years and hopefully help you not make the same. Oh, good gracious. I've made I've made the most yeah, horrendous mistakes, but that's how we learn. Mm-hmm. That's how we learn. For sure. And it is just about changing it, isn't it? It's just about, like you say, doing the work, looking at yourself, getting uncomfortable and saying, this is where this stops. Like, this is where this stops. I definitely had that feeling. And I remember exactly when that pivotal point was when I was like, enough is enough. 
I'm not doing this anymore. This cycle that I'm in of just sabotaging myself, I'm not going to do it anymore. And yeah, it's it's a powerful place to get to. And it is, you just need a few exercises. That's the thing, isn't it? You need a few exercises. You need to understand your thought processes, your thought processes and understand your language and understand like habits that you've been, that you've kind of created that just aren't serving you at all. And then you just need to flip them. But sometimes you need someone else to help you do that. Yeah. We kind of say, you know, brain surgeons don't operate on themselves. You need somebody from the outside to, to just help you. To lend so a hand. True. I mean, I can't even do my own jail now. So, so, you know, <laughs> I get that. I, I get the bother. analogy. I know. I look absolutely horrendous. Um, amazing. So where can people book onto that? When is it? So it's on the 20th of February, 4 mm-hmm. p.m. BST, 8 a.m. PST. And um, to book that, you can go on either of our Instagrams. I'm going to put the link in the show notes as well, but you can go onto my Instagram or Michelle's Instagram, go into the um, the link in the bio and you can book it there. And uh, yeah, it's going to be so good. It's it's fully packed, isn't it? Like it is a juicy, juicy two hours. But we just really want to get some results at the end of it. This isn't just kind of like a sit and watch in the bath and be like, oh, that was a nice two hours. This is like, okay, we're getting you down to it. And you get a workbook to really get down to it. And I do actually, I do need to bring up because a lot of people listening have probably done workshops with us this year and we've done a lot of free workshops. This is a paid workshop. Mm -hmm. This is for you to come in and transform. And a lot of people who are used to us giving away everything for free, we will continue to give away free things. We'll give it away on the podcast. We give it away all the places, but this is different. This is about saying, you know what? I'm going to put some skin in the game. I'm willing to invest to really change, to change my financial future. So mm-hmm. I want to mention that for people who have taken some of our other workshops this year. So, so true. So true. I'm so excited about it. It's going to be epic. And um, yeah, we're going to make some massive changes. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I've absolutely loved chatting to you and I hope you all enjoyed listening to it. I love it when me and Michelle come together. We really had nothing okay. scripted. You may have realized that by the, the fact that we ended up talking <laughs> about back scratching. You may have realized that we... <laughs> we didn't script this but I love it we could chat for hours and um yeah it's it's always such good stuff that comes from it so we're so excited for you to join us if you love this episode please take a screenshot share it on your Instagram and tag me at Carly Myers Life and tag Michelle at Michelle dot m m dot I never know where the dots go um yeah tag us all on all of the places and let us know what you're loving let us know if you're joining us in the workshop and also what you would love to learn most from that workshop as well because we are here to serve you honestly if you've spent any time with me and michelle we are so passionate about genuinely getting the results that you want to get we want that two hours to be the most impactful most transformational time as it can possibly be so reach out to us let us know exactly what it is be vulnerable, you know, open up to us. Let us know what that is. I'm so vulnerable in this podcast all the time because that's only when, you know, it's only when you really open up that you can make proper change happen. So we're so excited to see you there. And I'm so excited to chat to you next week on the podcast. Bye guys. Yay. Bye. Hey, 
just a quick one. If you loved this, it would mean so much to me if you would head over to Apple iTunes, click subscribe so that you always know when my new episodes are out and also leave me a five-star review. It really does make such a difference. And of course, share this on your Instagram as well or all of your social media platforms and let other people know who might find this helpful. Tag me at Carly Myers Life and reach out to me. I can't wait to chat to you in the DMs and I look forward to chatting to you next week. Bye. Thank you.